Hello and welcome to episode number 195 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Al, joined this evening by my good friend Anton. Hello Anton. Hello Alistair, it's quite nice to be back with an episode that hasn't had any technical difficulties yet. Uh, the last one well not yet yet yeah uh, last one was uh, a little bit of a hairy one but we got through it and uh i think it'll be smooth sailing as we have our uh, commanding captain mike with oh yeah we don't have mike no he's not here um he's got a small problem it's did you ever watch the 1980s mario kind of tv cartoon uh well, it wasn't just mario actually they had link and a few other nintendo characters in that show did you ever watch it i've seen like an episode or two here or there Okay, so the basic premise has basically happened to Mike. He was sitting watching TV. Actually, he wasn't watching TV. He was sitting playing his Nintendo the other day. And he got sucked into the TV screen. So at the moment, he sent me a, a WhatsApp. It managed to uh, come through out of whatever sort of Nintendo world he's in. But he's currently running around with Link and Mario and the princess. Uh, he's on some quest to save an unnamed princess. They have not said who, but he can't get out of the TV Nintendo world until he saved the princess. It's a it's a whole story. I can't really be bothered reciting it. I didn't pay enough attention, to be honest, but it's something to do with his inside a TV. Wow, that's shocking because the TVs are pretty thin these days. I thought that was just an archaic relic of the CRT times, but I guess we'd better be careful. But um, nevertheless, how are you doing this week? You know what? I'm doing all right. I am doing okay. Thank you very much, Anton. I'm a lot healthier than I have been. Hopefully, I'll make it through this episode without coughing. Uh, I have high hopes. How about you? Been a good week. Have you gamed? Uh, to do. I don't know if I have. I have been gaming this week. I've been playing Tetris Effect Connected. I think I've started my annual Tetris addiction. It will pass within a week or two, but it is a slippery slope. It happens every year without, like, clockwork basically and yeah that's my life um you know it's funny i kind of booted it up had some friends uh, just kind of vibing in the the same room i was like oh yeah you know it's quite funny you just end up in the sense state and you know time passes especially connected and yeah and all of a sudden i was like an hour and a bit later i was like oh my god how does this game do this to me <laughs> well funny enough i've not played tetris effect in fact i've never played tetris effect but i too have been playing tetris this week Ooh. but i've been playing old school Game Boy Tetris mm. on the Game Boy Online on the Switch. I am so happy playing this game. I mean, of all the things I could be doing with my time, I've had two moments this week and I've had about five or ten minutes. It's not been long and I thought, can't be bothered getting into anything else. I could play Tetris. And I have. It's wonderful. <laughs> you know, you, you can't beat the original Tetris. You know, I think there's there's a special level of challenge when you can't just like stash a block and you can't like drop them um and as well as that it's a little bit more unforgiving when you've got like it at like the high speeds and you're having to like mash tap them to like keep it moving not as forgiving there so it's a it's a nice way to go it is and there's something incredibly nice about the just the old noise when you cleared when you got tetris and you got that kind of a noise i mean i can't make it that did not do justice I apologise for everyone's ears that just heard that, but you know the one I mean. Yeah, and how did you find overall the, the experience of Game Boy games on Nintendo Switch? Generally speaking, it's actually really good. The The game looks really, really nice. On the screen of the Switch, you kind of believe you're playing the Game Boy. It's just like the Game Boy, but it's bigger and clearer, and they've done a smashing job. My only problem with it is it keeps 
whenever you load it up, giving you this pop-up saying, hold down ZL and ZR to freeze a game and go backwards and do all stuff. It's like, get out of the way! I can't see where I'm putting my Tetris bits! Whatever they're called. Tetri? They've got a name. What are they uh, called tri- again? Tr- Tetromanos. Something along the... Whatever they are. Yes! I can't see where I'm putting them. It's really irritating. Get your nice, helpful reminders out of the way. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I always feel like when you... Like, you stretch up NES and Master System games, you're like, okay, you know, it's you know, you know, it's a pixel art, but it's just a little bigger. But when you stretch up, like, Game Boy and Master System games, it's like, wow. They did a lot with very, very little. Uh, just the, the kind of detail... And the kind of richness of it. It's like, oh, wow. They managed to, you know, use four colours and then achieve this. I'm always very impressed when, you know, scaling up these older handheld games. I have to say, it's a scaling up that I've been really impressed with so far. You'd think stretching something that used to be on a screen that was, what, I don't know, an inch and a half, two inches wide? Something, I mean, it was not a big screen in the original Game Boy. Scale that up to a Switch should look awful. But whatever magic wizardry they're doing in there is brilliant it looks so good i've not tried putting it up on the tv so i don't know how it looks like on like a 55 inch tv <laughs> i imagine probably not very good but on a you know switch screen my hat is off to them they've done a really good job mm, i think that's uh, inspired my future gaming i'm going to play game Boy games on the big big size tv uh, true to immersion Actually, we both need to try this yes yeah, we're going to try this and we're going to come back and report on well whether it's any good or not frankly basically but yeah has that been the the main kind of excerpt of your game boy playing so far that's it that's all i've done so far just tetris and it's been good it has been awesome but except from that i got some good news this week we got a new patron woohoo indeed we have a wonderful new patron by the name of sam biggs woohoo woohoo thank you very much for joining us it is lovely to have more people in our lovely discord community and i hope you enjoy the extra content we do as we've mentioned a bazillion times before as part of the patreon you get the show without adverts you get access to bonus stuff like us recording it live right now and you know extra post show chats like in a last call i think we had a quite a good chat last week where we kind of went over our thoughts of what the nintendo switch 2 would be or rather we had like a, a rather incredible mind wave of what it could be we had an epiphany, but we're not going to tell you what it was unless you're a pod- uh, patron and then you can go and find out and realise I'm a genius for coming up with a great idea. I mean, I'm saying I'm a genius. I'm sure we sort of worked together on this, but I'm going to do Jeremy Clarkson and say it was all me. It was my idea. I came up with it. Nobody else. <laughs> Scandalous. I can't believe you. And, you know, if you... <laughs> can I just say, be- before you move off our, our awesome new patron, Anton and I ended up discussing our awesome new patron a fair bit. Because we were both tickled pink by the fact that you've got an AOL email address. I didn't realise they still existed. That is one of the most awesome things I've seen in donkeys. That's all I'm going to say. It just made us very happy. I, I love seeing just like vintage or slightly less common emails. Like I had a friend that had an at Google one and it was like, wow, that one goes way back because it's not even like that was what it started with. There was like the at Google ones you were mentioning that was kind of, I guess, somewhere in the middle there. Um, yeah, so if you have a weird, bizarre vintage email, let us know. Uh, you could email us at podcast at nsukp.co.uk. It's <laughs> all oh, very smooth. I like what you did there. That was awesome. Um, can I also, can I just step out from our show for a moment and talk about something that was posted into our Discord uh, earlier on today? Because I think it's it's worth us sharing. I think it's an important thing. So um, one of our 
absolutely awesome long-term Patreon subscriber, Scotty. He has a YouTube channel. It's called Marathon Gaming. And at this exact moment in time, he is running a little competition to uh, basically win five Nintendo Switch video games. Uh, and he's asking you to basically donate two pounds. And it's going to uh, a charity which basically supports blind and uh uh, hard, of, uh, hard of seeing that's not the word I'm saying but um, you know children who have visual impairments uh, in London it's an awesome little charity uh, he's running this little competition himself it's nothing to do with us at all but I want to promote it so go and have a google on Marathon Gaming and look for his video entitled Win 5 Nintendo Switch Games £2 Charity Prize uh, Charity Raffle Prize Draw uh, well worth it it's raising money for Victa uh, the charity so go check that out absolutely and uh, yeah, just generally speaking, um, Scotty's channel, Marathon Gaming, does have quite a lot of fun retro content. So if you're into older games like myself to check out, and there, there's a good bit of, kind of Switch content in there as well, miscellaneously placed, but it's retro all the way over there. And that's that's the way I like it. We do love Scotty and his channel. He is awesome. Yeah, as a long-term supporter, totally top bloke, really enjoy him and I love what he's doing here. Uh, good on him. Good effort. Okay, we should probably record a podcast and actually get into some kind of news. Is there anything else you need to cover before we get going, Anton? Uh, I think that's all. Let's jump into it. Tell us what people want to know. Sungrad Studios announces Silver Falls Gaiden Deathly Delusions Destroyers and, bundled with it, Silver Falls Ruby River, which is just frankly an annoying tongue twister. Um, these are self-published games on of all the consoles, the Nintendo 3DS. They're, sort of, they're new horror games coming out. They're based on sort of a previous franchise but it's from a solo developer and importantly these are coming out in the 9th of march of what about a week and a half two weeks before the e-shop closes but there's a catch anton you can't get them here yeah these are are very much odd titles uh you know sungrad studios have done this before with the nintendo wii u of just releasing these very very late in the lifespan games and yeah, I'm very dubious of the, the quality we're getting here. Um, not only are they just titles that people haven't found the best. Um, okay, I'm going for the announcement video for these games. It was entirely about the fact of getting them onto Nintendo 3DS at all was kind of one of the, the main talking points of this new title. And then apparently it had trouble getting through the verification process so basically nintendo was like we'll let you release it and fix it later so i'm a little bit nervous for um this duo of games that we're getting or not getting rather yeah it's a really interesting one you can only buy these if you're if you're in north america um as anton said they had nintendo had issues with the engine basically the game has big problems and doesn't work but Nintendo know that, and the solo developer know that, and the solo developer went to great pains during his video to say how amazing and awesome Nintendo were because they were working with him and letting him release this game into the stu- into the eShop before it closed in the knowledge that it doesn't work, but promising a patch about, he says about two weeks after release, that should fix everything, apparently. So you're basically taking a gamble if you buy them, because by the time the patch comes out, the eShop won't exist anymore, so you will probably not manage to get your money back, I suspect. It's a it's a big gamble. So far, Nintendo hasn't shut him down, and I suspect it's probably genuine. They probably have been working with him to make it work. And going by his videos, it sounds like he's got a big enough fan base out there for him to warrant trying to create these games in the first place. Uh, maybe these fans are quite happy shelling out 
to buy these games. I probably won't be myself. And I'm guessing by the way you're talking, Anton, you probably won't be either. Yeah, it's it just feels like games made for the sake of headlines. Um, you know, I can't imagine many people buying this. Uh, even if you were a fan of this franchise, just how late it is on the platform, the kind of promises of you know it being kind of fixed down the line i'm just sadly a bit dubious of it i, I like the the gutso for you know being the last nintendo 3ds game but uh just as a, a game i i'm dubious of the quality but with the wii u and the 3ds kind of getting sunsetted um i want to see what's next for silver falls will it make its way to nintendo switch and how will it fare on the, a platform that's a little bit more active than uh, the kind of previous entries in the, the franchise. Yeah, I mean, plenty of opportunities around there, although we don't really know what the Nintendo Switch's lifespan is anymore. We must be getting towards the end of it, as we have said a few times in the past. So you never know, we may or may not see Silver Falls here. Okay, up next, Compile Heart, Idea Factory, and um, I'm going to pronounce it Gakrist, because frankly I have no other... I've no idea how to do it. Uh, Gakrist Entertainment have announced Nugent Souls for the Nintendo Switch, published by East Asia Soft. It's a free-roaming battle RPG with turn-based combat. It's coming out on the 27th of April. And, uh, well, I don't really know what more I can say about this one, um, other than the fact that it's probably don't buy it for your kids. It's a little bit on the risky side. Indeed, this one's just a little bit it's a little bit all over the place um it is kind of taking place and having its rpg-ness in kind of cyber s space areas so it just feels all a little bit of void um i I can't quite pin down the context of it um what they've shown so far from trailers um it looks like a fairly standard affair when it comes down to combat um it just looks all right um I'm I'm not particularly taken by this. I would need to see more of it and hopefully they share some trailer or rather gameplay trailer closer to its April 27th release date. Yeah, the bits that make me go mm, are sort of the, the, the women in the bubble baths that you've got to stroke and clean and brush and make them make strange noises. It's It feels entirely gratuitous and unnecessary. Uh, but you know what? Maybe it's an amazing game underneath all there. I am not going to say any more on it. I am, however, going to move on to our next game. So, F-U-R-Y-U, pronounce it how you like, have announced Cry Machina for the Nintendo Switch, being published by Nis America. It's a fast-paced action game, um, I think, from what I've seen in the trailer. But it looks gorgeous. I mean, as these kind of anime-style games go, this one looks really polished, if the trailer is to be believed. Indeed, it's kind of got slight Platinum Games energy to how quick and kind of active the combat is. It's, you know, got that, you know, very intense, over-the-top anime aesthetic to it. But yeah, again, I'm a little bit, you know, I think it's just in terms of the world it's set in, there's not too many visual cues. It's a, a little bit empty to me, but the combat does look fun. So I'm a bit mixed on it graphics are good i'm just a little bit lost on it once again yeah it's funny well when i say i like the, the sort of the art style is cool the characters look really really cool they're sharp and they're bright and they're vibrant and they're cartoony but from what we've seen in the trailer the world itself is devoid of anything it's just it's lacking it's dull it's bland it's i mean when i say that go look at it it's like a black background 
there's just <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anything much going on in the background of any of the shots that you see in the trailer. I mean, it's maybe there. It's maybe just a very poorly put together trailer, but it does look like a weird world. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I, I would believe it's a bad trailer because it wasn't incredibly well kind of vocally mixed or audio mixing. So who knows? Maybe not the most representative, but it was kind of like playing a video game that took place entirely within of the Assassin's Creed loading menus, but it's slightly in dark <laughs> modes. So, you know, maybe that's your thing. I don't know. Who knows? If it's not your thing and you are more in the uh, let's go please nice cosy farming game kind of uh, group, then we've got good news because Moon Eaters, Untold Tales and Varsav... There's always one stupid name in there this week, Anton. I don't know why, but Varsav Games have announced Everdream Valley for the Nintendo Switch coming out in spring. I am smitten mostly because it's got well, either llamas or alpacas. I choose to believe there are alpacas in it. Therefore, I'm sold. Yeah, I think farming games have gotten quite a bit of a, a tough rap ever since we had that farming direct. Definitely a little bit of overload. But at the end of the day, this one's a very top-notch example of the genre. Super polished, super refined, putting Harvest Moon to shame. Uh, I'm impressed by this title, and I, I think it could carve out a you know, very tidy niche within of the genre that wants something a little bit more graphically intensive than Stardew, but don't want something as 3D-esque as Harvest Moon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, actually, because watching this trailer, it looks really, really vibrant. It's bright, it's colourful. There's some really cool animations. At one point in the trailer, there's a character running through fields and sort of leaves and things are scattering. It's all so picturesque. It's beautiful. And sort of very sort of autumnal in colours. It's just, it's so rich. It's lovely. But I don't know if you noticed, but in several of the more uncommon cinematic shots, I don't think these are really gameplay shots, but in the cinematic shots, particularly in the very opening shot of the trailer, the camera's panning around some animals as they run around. And my God, it's stuttery. It it has a really low frame rate and it stood out to me like a sore thumb. The second the trailer started, I was like, what is this? And it did it a couple of times throughout. So it wasn't just a one-off. It wasn't anything to do with buffering. That is just the gameplay they've used in the trailer. And that has me worried. Yeah, I think especially if it's the shots in the trailer are the ones that are kind of having trouble. It always, you know, signals alarm bells for what might be hidden. What are they not showing you if that's the part that's starting? That's uh, certainly con- concerning. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I've just actually just found the exact moment I was thinking about. It's literally three seconds in. It's right at the beginning, and it's panning around a, a, a paddock, a field. Uh, more like a, an allotment, I guess, with little fields in them. And it's full of bushes growing tomatoes and peppers and pumpkins. And there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of polygons. And it struggles to render these patches of plants as it moves around. It's just there's too much going on. And either the engine or the hardware, one of the two, can't cope. And that has me worried. It does. 
I think rightfully so. It's um, very concerning. Hopefully this is uh, something we can relieve in a future switch one day. Indeed. Uh, our next story is well, it's another one of my favourite uh, recycle and reuse stories. Uh, Nintendo has announced Metroid Fusion. Yep. No, that's that's not... You're, you're not having deja vu, it is an old game. Nintendo's announced Metroid Fusion for the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass, coming out the 9th of March, and it will sound familiar to you because it was a Game Boy Advance game. So they're adding to their new catalogue, Anton. Indeed, one by one, and this is what I've always wanted to play from how I've kind of had it described to me. You know, it's open like Super Metroid. However, it's a little less forgive. It's slightly more forgiven in terms of you know having you know the backtracking and you know have the you know large open world elements of it are a little bit more forgiven than they were in the Super Nintendo one. So I'm excited to play this. It was a relative kind of slightly on the later end of the uh, kind of Game Boy's life. It was like maybe midway through the Game Boy Advance's life. So I don't remember many people playing it when it came out, but. I'm delightful to, delighted to have it now. But you're also delightful. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, thank you. <laughs> As are you. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm disappointed you, thank you very much. I'm disappointed you've not played this because I wanted to ask you a question I'd hoped you could answer as to why Samus's suit in this one is like, well, being called by now, you know, but I think it's blue. Samus has never been blue before, but in the screenshots that, uh, it's actually what I'm looking at the moment, I'm looking on Nintendo Life, one of my favourite websites. They've got eight screenshots just as part of this kind of general game review that they must have done donkeys ago and one of them has normal colour Samus and all the rest of them Samus is blue and I don't know why and the box art has Samus is blue and I don't know why. Yeah I guess that's all the Metroid games I've always liked giving you upgrades so that must be like your your top tier version because I know like in Dread you're, you're a lot more white in terms of armour in that one so I guess it, it just adapts from game to game. Uh, I won't lie I'm not the biggest fan of the blue it doesn't feel the most Metroid to me but what do I know? Much, Anton. You know much. That's why we keep you on the show. You know more than the rest of us combined. Uh, you give me far too much credit, but thank you, Alistair. You you equally know much. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on to some more general news. Uh, returning to a topic we talked about last week, we talked about Call of Duty being announced as coming to the Nintendo Switch as part of the Microsoft deal with Nintendo. Um, we had some more... Uh, I'm going to say news statements, I guess, released this week from Nintendo's head of gaming, uh, who said we expect to hit a certain level of quality on all of those games. So that's our goal. And the same thing on PC and the same thing on Nintendo. So when we say available everywhere or not exclusive, we want to make absolutely the best version of Call of Duty on any of these platforms. Please give me your thoughts on this statement, Anton. Um, you know, I, I don't think there there's too much to, to take from this. I've seen people who are, are very much pro, you know, Call of Duty coming to Switch, you know, pro all this is, you know, wanting to believe what they think is best. And I think at the end of the day, this just means that Xbox and Microsoft will do what they think is best for getting Call of Duty on Nintendo Switch. So if they feel like it's best to have that as a native version that's been cut back a lot, that'll be the version we get or if they think it's better for them to use their existing you know live streaming technology that they use to power xcloud and then doing it as a streaming version they'll do that you know i think this just means that whatever version they do they're just going to say it's the best and you know they're going to want to make this deal go forward um you know i'm happy to have called you in any way uh, on nintendo switch but um you know i'm dubious of which way we might get it 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be what it's going to be. And people can come out and make as many statements as they want until they actually release a game and we see what it's like. It's all just pure speculation and marketing hype. But my strong suspicion, based on what they're saying, is we're going to get a cloud version and everyone is basically going to play the same version of the game. It's going to be identical because it's either cloud or it's running on your high-end gaming PC. Off you go. Bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how I'm interpreting this. But it's all speculation. Then again, that's kind of what we're doing with the show. A lot of time, it's pure speculation because we've not played most of the games because they've just been announced. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, they've already got the, you know, their Game Pass cloud streaming. How hard is it for them to change some icons on some of them and make it look like it's uh, a Nintendo Switch version? Exactly. Uh, speaking of pure speculation, one that we don't actually need to speculate on anymore is uh, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Now, I know it's been out for a while, but none of us have actually bought it. We've talked about this before, and it's probably because we're all waiting for it to come down in price, but we can now go and play it for free. Well, not the whole game, but we can actually play a substantial amount of the of, of, of demo of it. They've basically taken the entire uh, first world and the prologue and just put it out there as a demo. It's available now. You can go to the eShop right now and you will find it. And you can go play the beginning of Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. And I fully intend to do that because I want to play the game. Indeed. And if it's anything like the original game, can't speak entirely for Sparks of Hope. The first world is a substantial amount of content. It was quite long in the first game. And I imagine with this new bigger and badder version it's probably the same by badder i mean cool not as in it's a bad game it's actually quite a good game from what i hear but i'm excited for this and i think it's um opportune timing with the new tower of doom dlc that's just came out well done i was going to mention that as well and i'm pleased you pronounced it correctly it ha- you need the elongated ooh. it has the o's I, I i'm just i'm just speaking the language of uh, you know ubisoft which is You're not reading. french it's ooh. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Capcom are doing away with their rental version of Resident Evil 7 Cloud. Any bought pass must be redeemed by May 29th, 2023. And don't remind me what the rental version is of Resident Evil Cloud, Resident Evil 7 Cloud. Yeah, so when you go to download Resident Evil 7 on the Nintendo Switch, you'll have the kind of launcher boot up. It's free. You can download the launcher, I believe. And then from within of there, you can buy... DLC in quotation marks. One of them would be to just buy the game outright for a full retail price and very rarely goes on sale. Or you can rent it for like a week or two. I believe that was the kind of two parameters. You can rent it for a period of time. And they're getting rid of that version. So you can just buy it outright. How are you feeling about this, Al? I mean, in all, if I'm being entirely honest, it's Resident Evil and I'm never going to play them in a million years. So I do find it hard to get particularly riled or worked up any given way <laughs> on the subject. Um, I actually don't know where I stand. I can kind of see both points of view. Uh, I, I genuinely don't have a strong opinion. I presume you do. Um, you know, in one side, I'm like, it is entirely within of their right to take away the rental option. I think especially for a game like this, I could see a lot of people buying it, or rather not buying it, renting it for like a week or two and then, you know, returning it. I think paying for cloud games or is just a bizarre concept. I don't think that's the business model that suits there. So rentals, I'm very much for, you know, Game Pass, uh, GeForce Now, selling the service rather than selling the game that you don't actually own makes a lot of sense to me but if they want to charge for it 
that's a prerogative. I do think it seems a, a little bit mean that, you know, you, it's like selling somebody, you know, yesterday. It's like, oh, buy this pass and you can redeem it whenever. And then be like, you have to redeem it like right away. <laughs> I don't know. It seems yeah, unnecessary you're, you're to me. Just what? Yeah. So two months, where are we? beginning of March now. So all of March, all of April, all of May. Okay. Three months, which is not really that long. I mean, I, my suspicion is that either too many people were renting it and they weren't making enough money or too few people were renting it and it wasn't worth them trying to keep that mechanism in play. Uh, I get why it works on things like PlayStation Now and Xbox Game Pass because you kind of get a big chunk of money up front it kind of, uh, and that that's fine. You're guaranteed an audience and you're guaranteed some money in. Fine. Doing it yourself is a lot more risky, I guess. And if you don't get the marketing right and it's not just in front of people's faces because it's there in Game Pass or whatever system it's going to be in, I can see how it could easily fall on its face and they've tried it and it's just not working for them for whatever reason. I, I don't mind them killing it. It's something they tried, but yeah, three months. Actually, you know what? Even think about it. Three months is probably a reasonable notice to people as well. Yeah, no, I, I just I haven't got an issue with it. That's valid. Uh, for me, it's just like less of a thing that I'm like super mad about. I'm more like, well, you had to do that. You could have just taken it away and it would have been like a smooth sailing. Nobody would have complained. But, you know, there there's possibly technical hurdles that we don't know about. I just wish we had stats for all the, the eShop and that and we could see, you know, how many people are actually doing these cloud versions? Um, if you have given it a wee go, do let us know. We're on social media. That's NSUK Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And of course, as previously mentioned, you can send us an email by us, I mean Alistair, at podcasts at nsukp.co.uk. Very good. Nice one. Uh, the next story is one that is obviously close to my heart. I get very excited when we get these new waves of courses for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And we've got a bit more detail about the latest one. Um, wave 4 was mentioned in the last Nintendo Direct, but they really only gave us one course and Birdo. We now know what we're getting and when we're getting it. So the 9th of March, which is not far away, we're recording on the 5th. So middle of next week, we're getting wave 4 coming and it's bringing a nice slew of courses with them. All of them bar one are in tour and I strongly suspect it's going to be coming to tour very soon. Uh, so we are getting, uh, let me run through them, Singapore Speedway, an excellent track, Bangkok Rush, an also an excellent track, and Amsterdam Drift, another excellent track. All three of them are from tour. We've got Donkey Kong Summit from the Wii, Riverside from the Game Boy Advanced, Mario Circuit, which is from the uh, NDS? Yeah, Nintendo DS. I don't understand why they feel... No, I'm going to come back to this. I don't know why they feel need to make three-letter abbreviations for all consoles because it didn't work with the GameCube. Anyway, uh, the NDS. We've got Waluigi Stadium, also from the DS, and Yoshi's Island, a whole new course. And, of course, we're getting Birdo. That's some plentiful, bountiful content, and I'm very excited to be playing these. Uh, are, are you... Have you got the expansion pass plus have you bought the expansion courses for my Mario Kart 8 separately where do you stand oh so I did have Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pass but sadly I, I don't know if I've got it I might have a couple months left on it but yeah I haven't I've turned off the auto renewal on it because I just felt like I wasn't getting my value for it so I am a, a little bit jealous this is the one thing that's got me like maybe I should renew it but um, overall I've got to say Nintendo is going the extra mile with this this is great to see especially that extra Yoshi's Island course you know just something I hadn't expected we've got Birdo now you know this is stuff that they didn't say they had to, they were doing they didn't have to go extra the extra mile but here we are I'm happy to have it 
Yeah, I wonder how many people are paying for the expansion pass plus to get this and how many people like me have just spent the, I think I spent some like 16 quid and got all of these courses, which to me is great value. Whatever I paid was was not much money and I'm getting so much content and now I'm getting extra characters. I'm exceedingly happy. And to me, I'm much happier doing it this way than it would have been if I had gone out and actually got the expansion pass thing and it went away. I'd be really irked if I'd paid for the expansion. I let it lapse and I couldn't get these courses. I have these courses forever. Woo! Yeah, I I won't lie. It's uh, it's quite funny because I feel like when you first bought it, you were like still planning to pick up the expansion pass, and you were like a little bit of like, did I do the wrong decision? So I'm glad to hear you're kind of feeling happy with uh, how it all worked out. Yeah, very much happy. I, I'm happy with my eventual decision. In retrospect, it works well. Actually, I told a lie when I was saying that because there's two courses that aren't in tour. We've not had Yoshi's Island because it's new, and we've also not had a Luigi Stadium. As an aside, as I got a bit grumpy when we were telling that, that story, GB, was it GameCube? G, GCN. It irks me to put the N in there. It's not called a GameCube Nintendo. It's called a GameCube. That N is entirely unnecessary. They put it in there to make a three-letter code and it's not needed. It's a GameCube. End of <laughs> sentence. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I know like a lot of store databases, they'll use free nut letters for all of the different consoles. So it's like, for instance, like the the you know current Xboxes are you know XBC or XBS, sorry, or um you know used to be the XBO, uh, and yeah, similarly, it's I'm trying to think what's the one they've used for the Switch? It's NS. I don't know what they use for the Switch. I've seen the free letter abbreviation NSW, floating around, I think, isn't it? I think it might be NSW. I'm not entirely sure. And then what did you do with the SNES? I mean, you can't shorten SNES. It's four letters. Th- that's it. Just, mm. <laughs> it annoys me. I'm, I'm very easily annoyed, but this one, this particular t- topic, which I didn't really mean to have a rant about, as you can tell, it irks me. <laughs> Meanwhile, PlayStation players are like, what are you complaining about? This is perfect. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Uh, Nintendo have revealed Mar- uh, Nintendo Switch Mario Choose One bundle, which is a weird name, uh, in America. It's coming out on the 10th of March, which is Mario Day, Mar 10, March 10th, there you go. Uh, and you could basically get a bundle, which is a Switch with two red Joy-Cons and your choice of one of three games. You can either download digitally new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, or you can download Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or you can download Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, everybody was hyped about this coming out, and I just don't get why. It's not... It's just not interesting at all. Yeah, you know, that even the rumours had stickers being involved, which might be a regional thing. We might get that bundle elsewhere in the world, but... Yeah, you know, it's a nice gateway into the world of Nintendo for people that maybe have, like, fallen off, then go see the movie, and maybe want to get, a, you know, the first game console for their kids. See it being brilliant, and being able to choose which title is also quite nice. So if you've maybe got somebody that's never really played many video games, maybe starting with, you know, New Super Mario Bros. U, if you've got a bit of a family, get a Mario Kart, if it's maybe just a slightly more veteran or fallen off gamer coming back to Nintendo, jumping in with Super Mario Odyssey... Having a choice there is brilliant, but, you know, it's a recycled limited edition. You know, there's only so much we can be excited for. I think the main thing I'm curious of, Al, is which out of those three titles would you go for? Well, uh, you'd have to go, I think you'd have to go Odyssey, because it's probably the definitive Mario experience, particularly with tying into the movie. But I don't get, it's not OLED, it's box standard Switch. They've not put even any stickers or anything fancy on the Joy-Cons, they're just red Joy-Cons. 
And actually, the fact you've got to choose which Mario game is slightly annoying. I mean, that's that's horrible. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you three games now. You have to pick which one. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know which one I want. I've not had a Switch before. I've not played Nintendo before. I don't know which game I should play. So much stress. Just give them Odyssey and go, there you go, play that. Yeah. Done. You know, I'm kind of with you there. Because as well as that, it's if you're, you know, basic, you've never done this before, the freshest of audiences maybe like the idea of redeeming a game might be a bit peculiar i don't know you know it's an extra hurdle that people need to go through to get into the game and yeah you know for people's first time coming into nintendo i feel like just uh the extra money for an oled would be better but I, i've thought this about the the kind of regular switch that sits on the market to this day for a bit now it's just kind of an awkward middle ground for me between the light and the the oled I completely agree. Completely agree. I need to. I need to lighten up. I feel like I've suddenly got myself all riled up. I'm all grumpy, and I don't want to be grumpy. Ah, I'm in a good that, mood today. I've got no need to be grumpy. But but it's it's part of your your character. You are the grumpy one. You know this is true. Uh, you know, Mike is like very much positive every second of the day. You're incredibly grumpy. Uh, I flip flop depending on the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the uh, Pokemon Presents that we got this week. We got a new Pokemon Presents, which was actually was packed full of stuff. There was a lot of there was a lot of things in there. Some were more interesting than others. Some were completely bat doo doo crazy, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, before we go into it, were you expecting this? I mean, I think they announced it, but were you expecting kind of the stuff that they announced in it? Um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, the Pokemon presents kind of started up when the franchise was kind of going through like a bit of a crazy busy point so we're kind of at a camera point of the franchise and it takes dips and dives as you know you know movies come and go and new games come and go so it's very much at a quiet point you know we're post scarlet and violet we're post the movie they did a whole bunch of announcing stuff so you know it's just things coming to fruition but they managed to fill it with a lot of content and they didn't even really acknowledge that there was a Pikachu on their desk. It's madness to me. <laughs> Alright, well the first thing they mentioned was that the Pokemon World Championships 2023 will be hosted in Japan for the first time ever, featuring Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Goal, Pokemon Unite and trading card game. Uh, I mean, is this is this a significant thing? Because I couldn't quite figure out really whether this was a big deal or whether it's something they were pretending was a big deal. Um... No, it wasn't the biggest of deals. Uh, you know, it's something they do annually. It's quite cool that it's coming home for them. I imagine that's very exciting. But I felt what was quite novel was seeing how multifaceted the franchise was, you know. Go a little... I don't know how they plan to incorporate Go into it all. But Unite is a competitive game. The trading card's competitive. Scarlet and Violet's competitive. And I'm sure they've maybe got a competitive version of Go in there somehow. It's impressive to see how many different avenues the franchise has sparked off on in just a competitive sense. Very true. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, they then went on to talk about trading cards. And if you are a fan of Pokemon trading cards and you want some of those original classic cards, they can be, let's face it, quite hard to get hold of. I mean, we've talked about, I think it was a Charizard card selling for £150,000. They, they sell for eye-watering money, some of these special cards. And so they have announced the classic uh, trading card game, which is going to be basically a new package, including a nice folding board, play pieces, and pristine copies of the original cards. But they're obviously not the original cards. You're not going to be able to buy one and instantly flog it for hundreds of thousands of pounds. They are copies of them. 
but it's still quite cool. It's a nice thing for collectors, right? Indeed, and what I found quite novel about it is they really hammered home how kind of premium and deluxe and high quality all of this was, which I'm curious to see where it varies from the standard you know, experience of playing Pokemon, but the kind of package they were presenting here it feels like they're almost selling like a board game that you know you'll just have this like put aside and this is your nice pokemon set and you know you have some friends over and you don't collect pokemons because you know you're you're, you're you know living your normal other non-pokemon collecting life but you know every now and then you know you have a board game night with a glass of wine and you play pokemon like the original way god intended <laughs> that's true that's a good good way of looking at it I think this next bit was, I'm not going to lie, probably my highlight of the thing, and that's probably a bit of an embarrassing to say, but Netflix is getting a new Pokemon show. But the exciting bit of it is it's called Pokemon Concierge, and it's stop motion, and it looks so cool! It's so cute! All we saw was Psyduck wandering along the beach, but already I'm taken. Yeah, as uh, somebody who doesn't watch a lot of anime, the, the Pokemon anime has naturally not really kind of jumped out to me, but stop motion... I'm always in for some stop motion and, you know, Netflix has kind of been slapping with it. They had uh, Robin Robin, they've got that Ardman collaboration, they did that new Pinocchio, I believe, with uh, Gamo del Toro. You know, they can do some good stop motion over at Netflix and, you know, getting an original series here. I'm on board. I'm totally on board as well. Uh, I then switched off because they started telling me that Pokemon United sold 100 million, uh, not so sold, had surpassed 100 million downloads. It's obviously free to download. I went, I don't care. Uh, did you have the same reaction? Pretty much. <laughs> I don't, you know, a lot of people have played Pokemon Unite, but I don't know many people that are playing Pokemon Unite, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I played it once. I downloaded it, played it, went, okay, I can't be bothered with this. Sure. But if you are playing it, then uh, Zakian, I presume that's how you pronounce it, uh, is being added uh, featuring Sovereign Sword Unite Attack. I take it that is a character from Pokemon Sword. I've not played Sword. You're correct. And um, the the shield one isn't there, so either he's just not as cool or <laughs> they're saving him for another event. Fair enough, Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet starters are coming to Pokemon Cafe Remix until the 17th of March, which isn't terribly far away. Yeah, you know, it's uh, nice to get extra content, even if you can't, you know, play it at the Pokemon Cafe Remix, you know, esports competitive scene in Japan. You know, it's nice that it's getting more content. Indeed, and if you're playing Pokemon Masters EX, then new Galar trainers and gym leaders are heading your way too. Next up, we got one of the more bizarre uh, announcements of the what do they call it? it's not direct Pokemon Presents we got presented with Pokemon Sleep uh, it got a new trailer uh, basically telling you all about how they were going to be monitoring everything you do in your sleep recording your sleep analysing your sleep doing goodness knows what with your data I don't want to appear cynical but I am and then telling you what kind of Pokemon you've caught overnight by mimicking your sleep so depending on how you slumber you'll slumber like some Pokemon. And if you slumber like them, they'll come and join your sleeping Snorlax. And you somehow collect them all by just snoozing and letting them listen to you sleep in a really creepy way. Yeah, this this trailer rubbed me the, the wrong way. It had, like, real live-action people with CGI Pokemon, like, sleeping on their beds and being their pets. And I don't know, it just felt off to me. It just felt a bit uncanny. And 
then it was also like had the the text at the bottom telling you this isn't live act like this isn't gameplay the entire time i was like Ooh. <laughs> but yeah it's a, a bit of a peculiar one um you know what's interesting about this is it doesn't seem to be targeting kids in the slightest and i just i don't know if people are going to really invest into it too much you know i think the reason why these have reality blending titles like Pikmin and Pokemon Go works really well is, you know, at the end of the day, we all have boring commutes. Well, not all of us. I don't, thankfully. But, uh, you know, because I work from home. But you might have a boring commute. So those games work very, very nicely in those spaces. I, I don't know if, um, yeah, who's who's going to be picking up Pokemon Sleep? Seems peculiar to me. It seemed very weird to me as well. And, uh, yeah, creepy. Next up, Pokemon Company announced... Uh, the very, very snappily, very well thought through named Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Compatible with Pokemon Go and Sleep, it's an accessory that you can press to make your phone listen to you while you're asleep. And you can use it to catch Pokemon by just walking down the street with it in your handbag and it will spin Pokestops and catch Pokemon for you. Apparently it's going to do more stuff too, but they've not really said when. They just said in the future it's going to connect more with these things and do more stuff so uh yeah i'm really excited by this anton can you tell yeah to be honest i was already annoyed at the original pokemon go plus because it basically took the apple watch app that had been available at that time they got rid of the pokemon apple watch go apple watch app and then basically took all the functionality in that and put in this other accessory that you could have sold and now they've added sleep tracking on it which they could have just taken that information from the apple watch ah Yeah, we safe to say we weren't terribly happy with those bits there. Uh, the next one, new Walking Wake and Iron Leaves Pokemon are available in Pokemon Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet, respectively. Do we need to talk any more about them? Um, I think uh, that's that's all we need to add. Yep, cool. In the future, you will be able to link Pokemon Go and Pokemon Scarlet Violet by sending postcards. You'll get unique Vivillion in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and you'll be able to catch... Give me strength. Give me ghoul in Pokemon Go. <laughs> Basically, Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go. Fine. Uh, great. Uh, that's that's all very good. And then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are finally getting Pokemon Home support in early 2023, which, in case you're listening to this in different years, the year we're recording this now, right this very second. I mean, it's nice of expanding these things. None of that is news, or none of that is unexpected news, I should say. It's kind of just what I would expect them to do in their ecosystem that they've set up, Anton. Indeed, and to be honest, I think with how much people are paying for Pokemon Home, I would have expected it to have been exported, or, you know, supported at launch, but nice to have it down the line. I suppose it means people aren't cheesing it super early with, you know, importing in all their cool Pokemon, but doesn't mean that new players can't then also cheese it by importing in all their old Pokemon. But nice nonetheless to finally have the support. For an old fart like me, please explain cheese it. Oh, cheesing it. Um, It's basically like you're, you're kind of... I'm trying to think. Do you remember min-maxing <laughs> when you were playing like old PC games or RPGs? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like min-maxing yeah. it. You're basically like doing the optimal way. So you're kind of cheesing the system you know (laughs) (laughs) you know i have never heard cheese used as a verb before (laughs) i swear i've not made it up um you know it's it's a pretty good system 
all right, I will believe you. Um, I'm I'm quite happy to accept that I might have touched. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what's going on these days. Uh, sure, uh, I'm going to move on and talk about the last announcement, which was that Scarlet and Violet are getting DLC, the hidden treasure of Area Zero DLC, to be exact, with part one, the Teal Mask, coming out in um, autumn of this year, and part two, the Indo Disc, coming out in winter. You can buy it now for £31.00. And 49 pence. Yes, 31 pounds and 49 pence. If you buy it before October, then you will get a code for a special Hisuan Zoroark uh, and a dark terra type. Uh, okay, sorry, with a dark terra type. I don't know what any of this means, Anton. I've not played these games. Don't look at me like that. Stop it. But 31.49 for DLC. I was going to s- I'm, I'm feeling like there's robbery going on. I am completely with you. This seems like nonsense. Like, this is like. One of the worst received Pokemon games in ages. This was a brilliant opportunity for them to kind of redeem themselves. You know, it's like, oh, we fixed it up and we have this new kind of killer DLC coming along. They showed off like two JPEGs and then they're like, yeah, let's, you know, pay basically a price of a brand new game. Go for it. Why buy Metroid Prime when you can buy this in DLC for basically the same price? <laughs> um, you know, I guess like, I can't be too mad at the price because they haven't shown anything yet. So, you know, maybe it'll be worth it, but we don't know at the moment. It just seems a bit odd. It, honestly, when I saw this, I was like, are they trying to, like, get their stock up before, like, you know, a, like a review or something like that? Why are they asking me to buy these JPEGs that they've shown off so far? Like, what's the point in announcing something if you have nothing to show? I don't know. I, I rubbed me the wrong way this to be honest, this whole event felt slightly like a parody of itself, like Pokemon Plus Plus and Pokemon Sleep, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm being cynical. Yeah, and welcome to my world. <laughs> Come on in. The doors Ooh. open. Come and join me. <laughs> cynical week. Let's go. <laughs> we need Mike to balance us out. All right. Uh, well, that's the main news. I think it's probably time that we took a little look at Turbo Mode before it goes flashing by us. Mm, yes. Okay. Um, as usual, I will run through all of these stories and then I'll hand it over to you and you can tell me if you want to speak about well, any of them, frankly. The uh, First up, Splatoon 3's fresh season has kicked off and Splatoon 3 Incopolis DLC has launched. Nintendo Switch Online app has added uh, iOS 16 lock screen widgets for Splatoon 3. Lego Brick Tales will be getting an Easter update, adding a new storyline, puzzles, items and more. And this will be free upon release. Take note, Pokemon Company. Trinity Trigger gets a European release date on 16th of May. Infernax is getting a free update called Dieu or Die. I love that. Adding uh, co-op this spring and they've also teased the next update featuring contract-like Gunplay. The Super Mario Brothers movie has, uh, well, the release date has moved forward in more than 60 markets. However, the UK still has it as the 7th of April. I thought we were the 31st of March, Anton. Hmm. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC will see over 230 familiar Pokemon returning. That is beefy. Uh, Numskull Games' physical double pack of Coffee Talk and Coffee Talk 2 Episode 2. Uh, Hibiscus and Butterfly is coming out in summer of 2023. Post Void gets a new trailer and a release date of the 16th of March and it is still as mind-meltingly bright and vivid and 
uh, frankly terrifying as ever. Gripper gets a new release date on the 29th of March 2023 for 17.99. And finally, Nintendo has shared an update, uh, an updated Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack trailer, which is basically wedged in some new games like GoldenEye and a whole lot of new stuff. They've all been wedged into the trailer, so it's, it's up to date and accurate. And that's it. That's Turbo Mode. Anton, where do you want to tease out things from? Yeah, to, to clarify, I do believe we are, yes, the 7th of April. Um, it seems... <laughs> yeah, right now it seems like if you want to see the movie first, uh, Ukraine gets it on the 24th of March. And if you want to see it last, you're waiting until uh, the 26th of May in Poland. So quite a widespread there. Um, it's kind of unconventional for, I think, a lot of you know, recent blockbuster movies, but you know, it is a kids' film, so maybe it's got a little bit more lenience there. You know, maybe kids are a little less bothered about spoilers for the new Super Mario movie. Those kids are wrong. You, you don't want this one spoiled for you. What could happen to Jack Black? We don't know. Nevertheless, um, <laughs> we've had some fun news in there. I've kind of taken by the Infrax uh, update. You know, it wasn't a game. I like the game looked fun before, but somehow making it with co-op makes it double as fun so you know they've done a good job there and then also the new update they've shared with like contra like gameplay or at least that's how i would describe it i felt looked brilliant it was nice and fun um but they only showed a sliver of it and then again i was also quite chuffed to see some games that we've talked about previously on the podcast get their release date post void is kind of like a acid doom-esque shooter it looks pretty wild we've had a lot of them but I like it nonetheless. I, I could do some more Doom. And then Gripper, again, looking solid. It was that kind of follicular combat racer. $17.99? I'm on board with it. It seems like a good value to me, Al. Yep, I completely agree. It does let you look pretty cool. It's described as um, Akira-inspired, mm, apparently. Yeah. It does look kind of Akira-inspired. Looks like it's quite a good story. I'm... Torn about the gameplay, it looks like it's won, won, won quite a lot of awards, or at least that's the implication it gives you at the end of its little trailer. Um, and it probably is quite good. Looks like the story is well thought through, the graphics are good, the gameplay is good, you're basically based on a motorbike and all is fast and furious. But they blend different racing styles, so they're sort of mashing your way through tubes. I think they call them tubes in the in the trailer with you know spinning discs and laser, and you've got to dodge through all these things. And then the next scene, it's sort of a top down sort of um, I call it, uh, not a hack and slash, kind of a hack and slash. I sure go that, but on a motorbike, why not? Uh, very, very interesting looking game, um, and I think that's kind of cool. The one that I found the most bizarre was the Trinity Trigger one. I, I've never played this, to be fair, I hadn't even really heard of it before. But halfway through it, it talks about your companions, they transform into various weapons, and the companions just look like they're Pokemon. <laughs> if you get to the trailer 39 seconds into the trailer it basically shows you some Pokemon wow. it's the Pokemon art style they are just Pokemon we just can't escape Pokemon it's uh, all there <laughs> yeah that's it I mean this is it's a from what I gather it's a pretty good game um, very much a Japanese uh, Eastern uh, Eastern game coming our way with a Western release um, worked the team the key leather I cannot make words come out of my mouth today in any coherent fashion but the team behind it is a bit of an all-star cast they've got people that worked on The Secret of Mana people on uh, Xenoblade Chronicles people from Octopath Traveler in theory this should be a really really good game probably one to keep your eye on when it actually does arrive on our shores 
Was there anything else I really wanted to tease out there? Probably not, in all honesty. Uh, as I said, post-void just looks like it's going to melt my brain. Mm. It looks fast and furious and vivid and bright and just acid is the best description, I think, Anton, that you could possibly have given it. Yeah, uh, I think the, the only final thing I'm going to touch on there is... Yeah, my, I'm, I'm still, again, slightly disappointed with the Splatoon 3 DLC. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping that the DLC would be a little bit more than just we ported Incopolypse with the, you know, just we ported it, but that that is all they've done so far. So all the money's lying on that part two of that expansion to, to kind of bring the value, because right now it's a, a little bit of a light launch and um, it just feels very peculiar. Like, Nintendo has a a degree of self-awareness that you know if they were just going to do this two times over it would be bizarre but fingers crossed for the second wave of that Splatoon 3 DLC yeah fingers crossed uh, in the meantime I'm just going to go and play some Lego Brick Tales because I've not played it and it looks really cool because I'm just reeling with the fact that I'm going to have to wait another week to watch the Mario movie I was adamant in my brain it was the 31st of March I, I'm so annoyed I got a whole week to wait harumph <sighs> actually no I can't play Brick Tales because I've still not finished Skywalker. In fact, I've not actually picked up Lego Skywalker yet this week. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to play any other games until 100% that. Well, until I play Tetris, but shh, don't do that. Scandalous. It was a full, full Lego Skywalker in my flat this week. Two TVs, both of them Lego Skywalker. It was daunting. Almost terrifying. <laughs> if I crossed my eyes, it was a VR game. Uh, yeah, that would be trippy. Particularly if you're doing different things. you just fall over. Your head would explode. And that 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 is a testament to my hosting this week. It has exploded. It's actually just crumbs in there, just left, just on autopilot. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's time we did the rumors. No, I'm not normally one for gossip, but all right, we've done the rumors. That's it. Yep, no, we're none. We literally have no rumours this week. There is nothing rumour-worthy. Mm. Uh, so that was a really short segment, Anton. Yeah, I think with that, we better on hurry on to the quiz. I have so many questions. And we've done the quiz. Yo, we've wow. got no mic, so there's no quiz oh, either. Uh, so um, you're still tied. Uh, I mean, you guys are doing a cracking job. This is the most dramatic year of quizzing we've done. We're now at the beginning of March. We've done... Well, we didn't do anything for January. But the whole of February, you guys have been tied. And into March, you're still tied! <sighs> I'm just, I'm, I'm on edge. I can't wait to see who's going to start to take a lead here. Yeah, because we did have Mike for an episode, but we couldn't get, we've never had all three Me. of us in the same room. <laughs> yeah, I, I was ill, I think, for that one. I think you guys managed to do one when I was sort of dying or I was, yes. Well, maybe, was I away or was I dying? I can't remember. Either way. So basically, if the next episode has Alan Mike, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> there's no way around it. <laughs> That's <laughs> how it works. We are going to get an episode with everybody on it. It's going to happen. In it concept. has to happen. In concept. Yeah. And yeah. in concept, if you've enjoyed the show, do drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does help us out. Alternatively, if you want to send over some support, send some help, we do have the Patreon. It is just £2 per month, which comes out to about £24 per year. If my mass is correct, well, we probably don't get much of that because of fees. But nevertheless, it really does help us out. You get the main podcast without advertisements. You get live recordings such as this one, but we're doing live, but you're hearing it after the fact. So it's, in fact, not live, but it could be live. Theoretically, it would be. Otherwise, you do get access to our bonus podcast, Last Call, which can also be done live and is done live. We also have early show notes. We have access to the Discord. We have our shout out woohoos and you get our friend code so you can see all the things we're playing, such as Tetris and 
nothing else really this week. And <laughs> you got access to the back catalogue of Last Calls, Roundup, Prequels. We do tons of stuff and have done tons of stuff in the past. There you go. I don't think there's anything else to add to that, so I'm just going to say cheerio! Au revoir!